Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. So what do you think of Dan Quinn now after listening to him during his introductory press conference yesterday? 301-230-0980. Our Ace Law listener lines are open. In a rec, Ace Law helps you get a check. Call 8888 Ace Law. Uh, Kyle Shanahan was asked to weigh in on the Dan Quinn and the Adam Peters hiring in Washington. I'm going to play that for you this hour. Um, He did that at the Super Bowl yesterday. All right. My overall is I was impressed. I was impressed. I, I, I was listening to a guy I thought, and again, the caveat is some of these introductory press conferences can be a little bit misleading, can be a bit of a head fake. I thought I was listening to a guy who was genuine, self-aware, excited to be here, smart, innately, and a guy that I could see why he connects to his players. He's not scripted. Um, he is very conversational. Um, you know, there, there are a couple of go-tos. You know, we're going we're, we're gonna to get rocking here. We're going to kick ass. We're going to get it on. Uh, he also started the press conference by saying, spoiler, spoiler alert, you'll hear it a lot. Uh, I, you are where your feet are. Um, that saying that Ron Rivera always referred to, and that was, you know, a bit of a jarring opening to it. But I enjoyed him. I did. And I, I think for me, overall, the biggest takeaway was I see two guys and a general manager and a head coach that for now seem to be a really good fit. Um, and I think that's what they were looking for as much as anything else. All right, uh, Denton, what did you think? I have not asked you yet. What was your overall takeaway? Uh, there, there were a bunch. First and foremost, I loved as a guy that works in radio for a station that was carrying the broadcast live that he gave a heads up before swearing. We greatly appreciate that. <laughs> Hit the dump button in time. I thought he had big time. Um, it's like a mix of big brother and pastor energy. You could just listen to this dude talk forever. And I mean, he did talk for a very, very long time, but I understood almost immediately why all of the players that he coached with in the past immediately came public about how much they love this dude. Like it makes a ton of sense. The leadership qualities, they're all they're all there, right? So I was really impressed with what it was. And by the way, I also like you had the um, oh my god, he just said be where your feet are because that's such a Ron Rivera yeah, line. Be where your feet are, right? But it did feel way different when he said it versus when Ron said it. Because Ron, we got 
so accustomed to Ron just kind of stumbling through press conferences, trying to save his own ass every single day. It didn't feel like that's what Dan Quinn uh, was alluding to when he said that. So the vibe was so completely different. I was really impressed with Dan Quinn, and uh, I already liked the hire, but it did elevate it a little bit for me. Yeah, and I do want to emphasize that this is what we're talking about today because it happened yesterday. But I do recognize where it, you know, sort of shows up on the list of things that are important. Uh, It's way down the list. The games and how they play and how many they win is most important. And we won't get to see the first version of that uh, for another seven months. Actually, it could be seven months to the day. could be September 6th in Brazil against Philadelphia. All right, 301-230-0980. What do you think of Dan Quinn now after his introductory press conference and anything else you want to add? Let's start with Telly. Telly, thanks, man. Go ahead. Hell to the race game. What's going on, Kevin? What's up, Telly? Hey, man. So I, I'm going to be straight up. So when, when they first made the, the high, of course, you know, I, I got a disdain for anything that's coming out of out of Dallas. So I, I really w- really wasn't all that impressed. But after him, the man, they finally introduced, and, and we got to actually hear the GM and, and Dan and, I must say it's almost like a breath of fresh air because as you as you watching all three of them up there, their podium, majority owner and, and all three of them, you you got now um, people that are in place that are going to be um, uh, they're going to be accountable. So which means you have you have the GM, he's going to have pressure on him if he's not doing his job, and 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 the the coach is going to have pressure on him. We're not doing this job. Nobody's going to be just sitting there comfortable, uh, you know. So I'm, I'm, I'm loving the structure. I, I, I was loving everything that they were saying. We got football people in the building. Football people that's actually running the organization that that's going out there looking for the looking for the players and, and, and the coaching staff. And I'm, 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 you know, I'm, I'm, I'm excited, man. Hell to the Redskins, brother. You be yeah, here. thanks, Telly. Appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, we've got a normal football organization structure for the first time in a long time. There's owner, there's general manager, there's football coach. Um, the football coach is getting hired to coach football. The general manager is getting hired and has been hired to pick the players. The owner, crucial as we know and have lived through for 25 years, has made these hires and now has to commit to sitting back and letting those people do their job with total autonomy. Uh, let's go to Andy in Annapolis. Andy, go ahead. Loved it. So Dan Quinn was everything I thought he'd be in that press conference, and I'm really looking forward to watching his team. Joe Witt has a hire. Perfect. He needed that secondary coach. Yeah. Joe Witt, as you know, coached at Dallas, and they had a guy last year that broke the NFL record for pick sexes. Right. And also, Trevon Diggs was pretty good, too. So I'm pretty uh, pretty happy with that. I uh, Adam Peters went down a couple notches in my eyes, and uh, I find the Clingsbury hiring questionable. Okay. why did I'm just curious. Why did Adam Peters go down a couple of notches in your eyes? He didn't mean a word he said. He was reading from prepared notes. If you speak if you, on a subject that you know, you don't need notes. If you're speaking from your heart, you don't need notes. 
those notes sent me a message. He was just saying what the right thing to say was. So I'm not sure how he really feels right now. So okay. that went, this one, if you're a GM in the NFL, why do you need notes at a press conference? What's that all about? So, you know, again, he went down a couple notches. It, lack of professionalism. I could just go on and on and on about the, okay. uh, those prepared notes told me an awful lot about Adam Peters. Well, I mean, Dan Quinn had prepared notes at the very beginning as well. I, I I appreciate the call, Andy. I would disagree with you, even though I did spend some time last hour saying that my preference is those people that, you know, communicate um, in these kinds of situations. I, I prefer conversational. I, I, I think you get more of who that person is versus scripted. I do think Adam Peters is a first-time general manager and is a first-time key communicator in an organization is, you know, you can tell he's not used to being that person yet. So I'm okay with him having notes to refer to. There were certainly, when we got to the Q&A, questions that he answered without notes. He's definitely more soft-spoken, more evasive, um, which in several of the instances made total sense to be evasive. Um, there's nothing about what I heard from Adam Peters that says anything to me uh, about being worried about Adam Peters. I think what you're seeing is you're seeing a guy in that role for the first time, and he's still trying to adapt to it. The bottom line with Peters is he was considered to be an outstanding evaluator of talent. I don't care how he comes across in a press conference, if he's an outstanding evaluator of talent and figures out the right way to identify it, procure it, and compensate it in a way that makes sense for the organization. That's all that matters to me. Uh, Let's go to Ian, who I had a chance to meet for the first time on Friday night in Bethesda. What's up, Ian? How are you? I'm doing well. Um, I think there's too much selling going on. When Adam Peters was hired, which I think was an A-plus hire, there was no selling. It was just he interviewed for one job, we got the process done quickly, and everyone understood his resume, the organization he came from, and the roster that he helped assemble with John Lynch, Kyle Shanahan. His resume spoke volumes. With Dan Quinn and Cliff Kingsbury, there's a lot of selling of he's a leader of men, he's this, he's that, he's excited, he's going to be where his feet are. The more you're selling me, the more I have concerns. You did a segment last week that said, what was the most disappointing playoff loss to date? And your number one was the Dallas Cowboys because of they were at home. It was a first-time quarterback that they lost to. They got completely blown out and completely, your words, outcoached on the defensive end. We hired that guy. I would have loved to have asked, forget what happened in Atlanta back in the day of why you were fired post-Shanahan and Sarkeesian. What happened in Dallas? The biggest reason they lost, sure, you can point to Dak and the offense, but a big reason was the defense was completely outwitted, outmatched, outintensified. Every category, they were completely manhandled by a seven seed with a first-time quarterback. And we hired that guy. That's why I have reservations. And with Cliff Kingsbury, sure, there's 
points that you can point to, but again, he was fired for a reason, and it got really ugly in in Arizona. And we can say Kyler Murray's a baby. Well, guess who was instrumental in getting Kyler Murray? Cliff Kingsbury. So are we going to do the same thing with, oh, we got to get Caleb Williams because he has a relationship? We just went through that with Kyler Murray. So, look, Adam well, Peterson, I don't. I mean, you're higher. jumping to a conclusion that I haven't jumped to yet as it relates to Caleb Williams. For all we know, he might feel differently than the, the, the dots that are being connected um, by a line straight to him. He might feel like, no, let me tell you why we don't want to make a move up to take him or we don't want to take him if he falls to number two. Who the hell knows on that end? Let me just say this as it relates to the P- Packers game. You are right. I thought it was the worst of all of the losses in the postseason because of the expectations, A. You know, there was a lot expected from Dallas in this particular postseason. And it wasn't just a loss. It was an emasculating loss because they got taken to the woodshed and Matt LaFleur completely out-schemed and out-coached Dan Quinn. With that said, there were a lot of injuries. You know, we heard that when I had Mickey Spagnola on the show last week. This was a banged up Dallas team. Jordan Lewis, Demarcus Lawrence, Dorrance Armstrong, Hankins, Gilmore, etc. Not to mention some of the players they had lost earlier in the year. They were not a healthy group going into that game. I will say this Kevin, about Dallas said. and hold on for one second. Say say this about the games that Dallas lost during the course of the season including a game to Arizona early in the year. They did play what somebody described to me, and I forget who the guest was that described this, too much small ball up front, and they got manhandled at times and struggled to stop the run. Um, But the resume of Dan Quinn, Ian, is much larger after 25 years of coaching than one football game. Or if you want to say two football games when they had a 28-3 lead in the Super Bowl. It's just much bigger than that. What else? So so let me rebut. So you walked through the Atlanta statistics on defense when Kyle Shanahan and Sarkeesian was there, and they weren't good. And yeah. you said yesterday, hey, do the one thing you do well. Like the guest you had on um, I know. Mueller. He hey, said the same thing. Why don't – yeah. Call plays. The one th- yeah, call the plays. So, like, yep. again – Every, I'm just using your words to use the Tommy line of what you said about the Dallas loss, what you said about um, kind of his performance there, what you okay, wanted we, to Okay, we got all that. Here's what I want to ask you. Sorry, but because I can't spend 10 minutes of, of the call segment with everybody on hold just with you. But you, you don't like the hire based on the resume, based on the last time you saw him as a defensive coordinator. But that's actually not the question today. The question is, what did you think of the press conference? And I guess your answer is you felt like you were being overpitched and that that was Correct. compensating for something. Correct. Okay. All right. Um, thank you. Uh, let's go to Alex from Crofton. Alex, thanks for holding. Go ahead. Hey, Kevin. First of all, is Ian even a commander fan? Ian, he is. I, I, he is. I don't think any any. I don't think anybody that was there, you know, that gets hired, he'd like. But yeah, I, I did like him more because I didn't. I never heard him talk, and it seemed like he and Adam are, uh, you know, on the same page. And we finally have an, you know, owner, GM, coach. Yeah, and haven't had that since you know, 
since the eighties. So, you know, I mean, I'm completely happy with it. It just seems like uh, just the whole, the whole vibe. It's, 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 it's being done correctly. You know, as you say, by adults in the room. And if, you know, we can be having like San Francisco or just be uh you know, he, he did say the offense and defensive line are where it starts, which is good to hear. And, um, also, on a side note, you know, that I was saying the same thing with Adam when he was reading stuff. It's like you could tell he's kind of uncomfortable, so you just don't want to forget anything. I, that, that's ridiculous that it put him down yeah. a notch. That's and just, he's oh, new to this. Yeah. He's never, but he's not been in this role. Dan Quinn's been holding press conferences, you know, on and off for the last 15 years. You know, Adam Peters yeah, was a- an assistant GM. You never hear from assistant GMs. This is new for him. Yeah, I'm a, t- I'm a, I'm a terrible speaker. I was. I was the best man at my best friend's wedding, and I had to write notes because I suck you know, speaking speaking in front of people, get nervous, so I need something to write down, and when he's writing it down is actually how he felt. He's not, you know, unprofessional or whatever. I mean, come on. It's just, you know, just give him a shot. Look, I said earlier in the show, my preference. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I interrupted. No, I said it looks like, you know, he loves football. He wants to, you know, he doesn't want to do the same mistakes he did in Atlanta. He wants to learn, and he really wanted this job. Adam wanted this job. He wanted this job. So when was the last time we said that in the last 20 years? Exactly. Well, I mean, yeah, Yeah. and Adam Peters wanted this job, and he had a lot of options too. Thanks, Alex. Appreciate the call. And I want to distinguish kind of between what I said early in the show. I loved how Dan Quinn was very conversational off the cuff, not scripted. Although his initial comments, he had notes and, you know, for the the introductory comments before we got to the Q&A, as did Adam Peters. Um, and, you know, Adam Peters didn't necessarily have those notes once the Q&A started. I, I, my preference is always to hear somebody in a conversational tone. I think you end up, you know, n- learning more about that versus somebody who's super scripted. I have nothing against people who are super scripted. In many cases, it's comfortable for them. And it's the way they can get their points across. And that's so they don't forget points that are very important. And Adam Peters is new to this. All that matters with Adam Peters, because he's not going to be in front of the camera as much as Dan Quinn will be, is that he picks the right players and constructs a roster in a you know in in a way that makes sense per today's you know economic rules, um, and he apparently is an outstanding evaluator of talent. And again, maybe the biggest takeaway for me yesterday was I heard two guys that were completely in sync, and I really came away thinking that the Quinn hire was the guy that Peters really felt the most comfortable working with. Uh, So I like that for sure. Um, Hopefully they'll be very successful together. Rick, Lapp, TJ, Colby, Pauly, everybody else on hold, stay there. We'll do another segment of calls. What is your impression of Dan Quinn now after hearing him in the introductory press conference and anything else you want to add? to the equation. Uh, It's the Kevin Sheehan Show on the Team 980 and the Team 980.com. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. We're going to do some Super Bowl trivia next hour. Uh, We'll do it every day this week. Got some really good new questions to throw in uh, this year. Um, And uh, we'll get to that probably for the first segment at about 12.25-ish. Phil Longo, who is a good friend of Cliff Kingsbury and a contemporary of Cliff Kingsbury. He's the offensive coordinator at Wisconsin. He was the offensive coordinator at Carolina for four years, coached Sam Howell and Drake May. He's going to be with us at 12 noon. Uh, He's got a lot of insight on Cliff Kingsbury, Washington's new offensive coordinator. Uh, But we are going open phones right now for your reaction to the Dan Quinn presser yesterday. Adam Peters, a participant, Josh Harris as well. But specifically, what is your impression of Dan Quinn today after – that press conference. Uh, by the way, I want you to know that this segment of the show is being sponsored by our good friends at Window Nation. The cold is coming back after a warm-up at the end of this week, but it's going to be cold next week and apparently right through the end of the month. If you finally had enough of the frigid drafts coming through your windows, You need new windows. They're too old. Uh, It's time to fight the February cold with quality replacement windows from Window Nation. This month only, replace your windows and save big with 50% off on all window styles. Plus, zero down, zero interest, and zero payments for 24 months. Their professional installation teams have over 10 years of experience on average. Plus, they can install your new windows in one day or less Those windows also come with a lifetime warranty. With proven quality, proven service, it's no wonder thousands of homeowners, including me, have trusted Window Nation into their homes. You can too. Don't miss out. 50% off all windows. Zero down, zero interest, no payments for two years. You won't pay anything on your new windows until the year 2026. And when you do start paying, you'll be paying half price. But you will have benefited from two things massive energy savings, up to 30% off your heating and air conditioning bills, and a better-looking home with new windows. Please, if you've been thinking about new windows, just give them a chance. It doesn't cost you anything to call them at 866-90-NATION or go to windownation.com to schedule a free in-home estimate. You'll get a free estimate. There's no commitment required by just getting an estimate. 866-90-NATION. And windownation.com. All right, back to the phone lines. TJ's been on hold for a while. TJ, have at it. What did you think of Dan Quinn yesterday? Yeah, I, I thought it was um, promising and refreshing, but then we don't have much to go, much to measure it by because 25 years of, of drinking uh, flat Coke, a, a glass of warm water is refreshing. So, um, but anyway, I wanted to talk about the finishing thing you said with the players who who finished the play. Brian yeah. Robinson. I had. If you go back, yeah, and look that's at a good the New one. York, they'll love him. 
Good call. Good, 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 good take. They're going to love Brian Robinson Jr. with the way he finishes plays. Exactly, exactly. When he bowled over, uh, uh, he had that middle screen, I think it was. I can't remember who, who he was, who we were playing, but that was a great play. When he bowled yeah. over two or three guys at the goal line. But anyway, um, that's all I, I think it was uh, promising. Very promising. No, I appreciate the call. Thanks, TJ. Um, let's go to uh, let's go to Colby. Colby's calling from Atlanta. Colby, go ahead. Yeah, um, just I I saw everything I expected from uh, from Dan Quinn and Adam Peters in the in the interview and or the press conference, and it was it was good. It was refreshing. It was good to see two guys that seemed like they had a natural bond that's and was and it's encouraging to see that because they're going to be able to work well together and going to be able to communicate with each other um and speaking of communication um the whole thing about the notes i think is ridiculous like in my profession i'm not the best speaker i use notes all the time when i do presentations and things like that i think it's the best way to be organized and if anything if we've been able to learn anything about adam peters we've been able to learn that he's thorough and he's an organized person. So all the stuff about the, the notes is ridiculous. Um, well, I mean, again, all three of them, whenever you sit down for an introductory presser, the PR person in charge, Sean or, or any of the people that were out there and they do, a, they do a much better job these days in these last few years than, although they haven't had the best, you know, group to work with. Um, but they're, they're going to tell you, you got to, you, you have introductory remarks, you know, keep it to, you know, 30 to 60 seconds. And that's scripted. Everybody understands that after that, to have notes, of course, that's not an issue. I just found it right. to be very refreshing with Quinn in particular is that he's done yeah, this no. for a while. Remember, you know, and all of the exactly. answers he didn't need notes for because he's given them a million times and he's used to it. Adam Peters is brand new to this. And by the way, not all of his answers were answered with notes. I'm fine with Adam Peters. He is definitely, you can tell, a reluctant, you know, sort of key guy as, as you know, running the press conference and being the press conference. But who gives a crap if he picks good players? But anyway, right. what it else? Actually, it, actually makes, it actually makes for a good combination of a, a I think team. so. Um, you know, and I just, I'm just excited. You know, what we've seen is a, a owner who went above and beyond to make sure he purchased this team and then go to thoroughly to go get the best GM and then yeah. them thoroughly going to get the best coach. So I'm just excited for what they do. I'm looking forward to free agency. I'm looking forward to the draft and, you know, I'm getting my season tickets. I'll be, I'll be out there, uh, this upcoming, uh, August. All right, Colby. Good call. Appreciate it. Let's go to Pauly. What's up? Hail to the W. Hell to the W's. Big guy, how you doing, man? Good. Hey, see, see, this what what Kobe just said. This wasn't, you know, and, and ain't, ain't trying to knock iron, you know what I mean, bro? This wasn't about selling. This was about settling. Like, Dan Quinn knew what the narrative was about the whole Ben Johnson thing, man. You know, the, the, he knew what the, you know, how to felt the fan base felt jilted and, and that was the guy we wanted and also I didn't feel like he was selling me nothing I felt like he was trying to settle everybody down like you know I'm the coach I wanted to be here 
he wanted to be here. You know, I, I really felt like we was his first option in his mind. You know, I've seen a guy that talked with confidence, and I've seen a guy who was very humble, you know, about his, his, his coaching career and his situation being with us now. So, man, I thought he hit it out the park for me personally. You know, I, I like when he talked about – um when he talked about Adam Peters, basically saying that, uh, you know, I'm not trying to interfere with his job. I want them to do their job and, and work in unison with us, but I want to concentrate on being a football coach. That's what I took from that. Yeah. You know, and this, and this was never about Adam Peters. So all y'all complaining about Adam Peters, this, wasn't, this was about Dan Quinn. That's Adam right. Peters did what he was supposed to do, just, you know, have his back. You know, if anybody be want to uh, – talk about extra in the press conference be Josh Harris because, man, I didn't heard him talk, what, more in the past three months than I ever heard from Dan Snyder. You know, let's salute him for that, you know, and he sounds comfortable doing it. So, yeah, but, I, man, hey, I, it's good with me. I was ready to go. I was wishing we had a game in a couple of weeks, man. <laughs> I, know, I, I felt that way at one point, too. But yeah, your first, I, yeah, your first point about maybe in the back of his mind trying to settle everybody about Ben Johnson not being hired. I know what you're saying, and I I think for a brief moment I thought there was some of that as well. Let me just tell you, at this point, if everybody's been following this story, this was a bullet dodged, people. I mean, I don't think they were going to hire Ben Johnson anyway once they got a load of him face-to-face. So I don't think he would have gotten the job anyway, but um, it's fine that they didn't hire Ben Johnson. Ben Johnson's not ready to be a head football coach in his own mind. We shouldn't even talk about Ben Johnson anymore. Listen, it was drilled in our heads, in the fan base's heads, so much about Ben Johnson. I think a lot, like I said yesterday, I think a lot of people just got emotional of it. And, and I think a lot of people was looking for a fault in Dan Quinn yesterday just because. We're, we're a scorned fan base. Yeah, you know? no, no doubt. <laughs> we're a scorned fan We're damaged. Base, we're, we got some... Yeah, we're damaged, so it's just going to take a little time. Another thing I like he said uh, was about uh, uh, Kingsbury. And, you know, I nitpicked on Kingsbury yesterday, but I'm good with it. And and for him to say that his number one thing was because he competed against them and and he was a tough compete, you know, that that means a lot. Because when you you compete against somebody and they're good, you respect them and you follow them and you watch them from afar also. So if he's comfortable with Kingsbury, I'm comfortable with Kingsbury, man. Like I said, he, he had me excited and, and, and ready. I'm ready to see him on the sideline. So I'm good with it. I don't want really to hear nothing else about a Ben Johnson or McDonald's. We got our coach. Let's go. Hell you know, by go. the way, real quickly on your Kingsbury comment, we both know, and I think most of you listening know, when a coordinator sits down to prepare for the next upcoming opponent, there are sometimes the reaction is, yeah, this is, you know, we're just going to run this, that, that. They don't do a whole lot. You know, there's not nearly as much to prepare for. What he told you, and by the way, what you're going to hear from a lot of people about Kingsbury, is that's one difficult dude to game plan for. Now, you know, we can look at the resume. We can look at the results. They had a really good season. They were never terrible offensively until that last year. But um, I think that's a good point. Thanks, as always. Let's go to Rick. Rick's been on hold for a while. Rick, have at it. Go ahead. All right, man. Kevin, thanks for taking my call. And uh, you hit on everything, and I appreciate that, because number one is Ben Johnson, he wasn't ready to be a head coach. He was comfortable at his position where he was in Detroit. And then number two is uh, I don't think we're a um, uh, a fan base 
because look at Detroit and Cleveland and all those other teams who suffered for longer than we did. And uh, Yeah, but we had a terrible there. quarter century because it wasn't just the well, results. I, it was the constant, embarrassing, low road uh, that was taken by the owner. It, this, was, this was the I, worst owned franchise in sports for the last 25 years. Well, I totally agree with that. I'm, I'm glad that Dan is gone because now we, are, have, we have hope now. And uh, the Dan Quinn situation, uh, I'm going to hit both of them, Dan Quinn and Clint, uh, Clintsburg, so I know I don't have enough time. These are two former head coaches. They are spurned, and I love both transactions. I mean, they are going to be right for this ball club. Uh, Dan Quinn, and only thing people talk about are the negative things that he had um, done in, in his career. I mean, the 28-3, to three, what, um, blown uh, loss in Atlanta. You can't put all that on him. I mean, look at all the positive things he has done. I mean, he's a great motivator. He's good for players. And I love that uh, pickup that we got from him. I mean, he's going to turn this ball club around. And same thing for our offensive coordinator. Uh, Irvin Henemy, I mean, he didn't show us much his first year. I mean, I, I don't think he's ready to be a head coach. So I love the Clinsbury's uh, uh, pickup because he's going to get a lot of his quarterback in the offense. And uh, I just love both of those pickups. Thanks for my call, Buck. Yeah, appreciate we it, We need to Rick. focus on the offensive line. Thank yep. you. Let's go to Lap. Lap's been on hold for a while. Lap, have at it. Go. Hey, what's up? What's up, Kevin? Hey, How man. Um, I'm, I'm excited, man. That, that press conference was really good. Um Dan Quinn did an excellent job. You know, he was very humble, you know, straight to the point. You know, you could tell that, you know, he's been through some things as a coach in this league, so he's looking to do something different. And the fact that he wanted to come here, you know, that says a lot too. And I'm I'm hoping, man, it can transition to us uh, getting a win or, or sweeping Dallas this year. That would be awesome. Um, and winning some in the division, man, and I'm I'm excited. So I really just want to see the players. You know what players they're gonna bring in, what players they're gonna keep, what players they're gonna um, develop and bring out the best. And I'm I'm looking for Forbes, man. You know, I, one of the callers that was saying about Diggs. Um, I want to see you know Forbes, you know, be that because uh, if you seen like early in the season, man, he he was he was near the ball. He had a chance to pick off a mm-hmm. couple of them. So I want to see if he's getting those opportunities, man. And, um, you know, on offense, I want to see some of those guys get some opportunities. And um, just to get a whole um, attitude and mindset change around here, man, would be so dope. And it's just exciting with the new owner, the new GM, and the coach, man. So I'm excited, man. So I'm going to give him a chance. Even uh-huh. though, you know, I told you I wanted Eric Dean to be this my coach, so I'm going to rock with him, you know, just like <laughs> – some of the presidents we get, we don't always get the presidents we want, but, you know, we got to kind of rock with them to a certain degree. So I'm going to rock with Dan and see what he do, Kevin. So I appreciate you, man. Thanks, and um, you have a good day, bro. Yeah, appreciate it. Um, yeah, uh, my friend Steve just said to me, he said, you actually seem more into it than you've been in a long time. It, it, I, I think I am. Like, I, I, I'm excited about a normal structure. I'm excited about a talent evaluator who's apparently first rate uh, that'll have the ability to work with a head coach and collaborate with a head coach that's experienced that I thought was impressive yesterday. Um, 
And there's just a lot of ability to make some impact here in this first off season. You know, they're not going to be measured on this first year, but there's a chance to make a lot of headway in terms of developing a roster in the in the way that they both see it in this first off season. It's going to be a lot of fun over the next couple of months to watch what they do. Uh, we'll finish up with Sabah. Sabah, what did you think of Dan Quinn's introductory press conference? Hey there, Kevin. You know, I wasn't a big fan when I heard he was, uh, you know, uh, going to be the coach. You know, I was kind of want the offensive guy, but now after I've gotten more information, I'm much more excited about having Dan Quinn. And one thing I noticed is um, he's self-aware. He uh, has already accepted he's made mistakes, something Ron never did. He doesn't do the stuttering and M M ha because he's not lying like the guy before him did. And uh, the one thing that disappointed me the most about uh, that video of him showing up in the um, at Ashburn or wherever the, they, they showed up at in the offices was that Jason Wright is still in the building. Why is he there? I want him gone. And um, uh, I, that's the thing that disturbed me the most. But I'm excited about our GM and I'm excited about our coach, but I'm not buying season tickets. I already told them I'm not doing it. I'm going to wait to see. If things change, if our name changes and we get back our identity, then I'll talk about tickets. But right. I am excited about the hire. As far as Jason Wright goes, I think they are now in tackling football mode. Um, I don't I don't know anything about it. I don't. Um, I can't speak to what the plan is on the business side of the building. I can just tell you this. Hopefully, and I think we've seen this from Josh Harris since he took over the team in July and August, we're not getting you know a blended message or different messaging from one side of the building and the other. In a normal organization, the owner, the general manager, the head coach, and the players, these are the people we should be hearing about when it comes to this organization. If there is a press release about some you know, new corporate sponsor or business relationship, that's fine to put a guy like Jason right into the press release and to even have him comment on it. But when it comes to football, we don't need the business side of the building involved. And I think Josh Harris has come to realize that there were way too many voices there for a while. Um, and they were actually two voices in, in Wrights and Rivera's that really were not necessarily aligned in terms of vision or even comfort with each other. Hey, our big game coverage on the Team 980 is presented by Solo Stove. Feel the heat of the world's most popular smokeless fire pit. Solostove.com. We'll do some Denton news next. And then Phil Longo, who's close with Cliff Kingsbury, you'll hear him talk about what Washington is getting in their new offensive coordinator. It's the Kevin Sheehan Show on the Team 980 and the Team980.com. Hitting the news you might have missed. It's Denton's Daily News. All right, Denton, what do we have? All right, so we got a couple stories here, but this one has your name written all over it. So according to a survey, there's an expected $23.1 billion in bets that are going to be played on Super on the Super Bowl. I guess that counts uh, game, bets that are made before the game actually starts, like if I were to bet now, but... Uh, $23.1 billion expected to be wagered on the Super Bowl. What is that? Um, that's all time, I'm assuming. It just keeps going up as we get more legalized. Yes. Yeah. 
Hey, did you see, and maybe you've got this, I don't want to jump the gun, but did you see that all of the Wyndham Clark bets from the from Pebble, including people that threw Wyndham Clark into a bunch of parlays, some of which paid off nearly a million dollars, they all got Ooh. voided. Ooh. Ooh. Wait, how? That make, that count I can't a... believe that they made it available. They screwed up. I mean, there's going to be some... There are going to be some lawsuits against some of these big legal sports books that left odds out when the forecast for Pebble um, and for that whole area was for just drenching rains. They weren't going to get that thing in. And they some people Denton didn't just bet Wyndham Clark. They turned they basically took the top ten or the top twenty and turned it into like ten and twenty twenty <laughs> uh player parlay bets. So like a $20 parlay guy that had a $20 parlay bet that paid $740,000. And it got, got voided. voided? Oh. Uh-huh. Oh, I'd be hot. I'd be really really hot. You know, it's it's let me just say what I've learned over the now several years of legalized sports betting. No offense to the legalized sports houses, they just aren't anywhere near as sharp as what Vegas was when they were the only legal sports betting entity state um, in in the country. And quite honestly, the illegal sports betting operations, (laughs) they were always ahead of it. They were the integrity fee. They were the ones that told the leagues, hey, there is some odd betting uh, on this particular Pac-12 college basketball game in the middle of January. You better look into it. Something's going wrong. We halted all betting on the game. And these guys, you know, from super high vigs to, you know, leaving opportunities for people to take advantage of them. I mean, how do you how do you not know that this tournament there's a really good chance, especially here's the other part of it as a friend of mine pointed out to me after the show yesterday. The fact that we've got the Phoenix Open coming up from Scottsdale, there was no way that this thing was going to be like indefinitely uh, postponed. Like they, they weren't going to play it on on Tuesday or Wednesday. The, the tournament this week in Scottsdale is the favorite stop on the tour for everybody, everybody. and one of the favorite weeks for everybody during the course of the PGA calendar. But anyway, they're 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 voiding them, and there's going to be a problem with some of these people that got these bets in based on the odds being available and being able to be to 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 bet it to the completion where you know all sales are final. See what happens. What else? All right. So the NBA All Star Weekend coming up in a couple of really ten days from now. The NBA is going glass for the All Star events. They are introducing an LED court that is going to have. Uh, uh, graphics and imaging and, and things that are going to light up on the court during the course of All-Star Weekend. Oh, I just can't wait for that. You I thrilled? Mean, it's going to make you sit down and I, watch I, the All-Star I, game finally? I used to like the NBA All-Star. I used to like NBA All-Star Weekend. There's nothing about it that interests me anymore. Nothing. Nothing. Do we have the team set? I know it's East versus West again, I think, for the first time in a long time. Yeah, I don't know if we have the teams officially set yet. I don't, I don't even know if we have the dunk contest and the three-point contest officially well, set. Well, the three-point is Steph and what's-her-face who played at Oregon. Yeah, but then there's like the other actual three-point contest as oh, well. So I think okay. they're doing a one-off and then there's the actual contest as well. Yeah, I think this NBA All-Star Weekend is targeted for a much younger demo. 
Um, my my sons like it. My two sons who love basketball like, like the NBA. They really like it. I you know I'll find something else to watch. More likely than not. All right. What else? Uh, unfortunate news: Toby Keith passed away at 62. He lost his battle with stomach cancer. He's a obviously a legend in the world of country music. I'm not personally a huge country fan, but I didn't know who Toby Keith was. So that's a good sign. Uh, but he unfortunately lost his battle with stomach cancer. Yeah, you told me about it. I'm not a big country music fan either. I certainly know who Toby Keith is, um, and 62 is way too young so that is sad i mean it seems like you know over the last 10 years man we have had some massive massive names uh pass away at much too young ages for me i mean april 2016 when prince passed away that that was the one he and petty for me over the last what would that be eight years because petty died i think the next year or two years later um now he had issues. So did Prince too, with you know painkillers, etc. But um, anyway, that's sad. All right. Uh, up next, Phil Longo is good friends with Cliff Kingsbury. Phil Longo has been a longtime offensive mind and offensive coordinator in college football. I had him on my podcast yesterday. I'm going to play that back for you, and you'll hear what he thinks about Cliff Kingsbury and Washington hiring him. We'll get to that right after these words from a few. Of our sponsors, it's the Kevin Sheehan Show on the Team 980 and the Team980.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time: baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops, or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.